Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortwan, joined by co-host, Morg Daddy. How you doing tonight? Mm, doing really well. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start. You know, I am, my, younger really kid, <laughs> my younger kid, my younger kid, Emery, was doing talk? that all day today. <laughs> all day. She was just belching. And, uh, and the, the way my dad described it, it's like, that is a noise that is too big for such a small girl because she's three and she's like, <laughs> like oh, that's great. I mean, she's she's a healthy girl, you know. I'm just enjoying my my uh, three piece meal from Frigidos. Mmm, good chicken. Not the best, <laughs> not the best chicken. I mean, like chicken on the way might be a little bit better, a little bit tender, more more crispy and juicy. But Fritos, pretty mm-hmm. damn good never fritos to me is a chip yeah so fritos I are don't... fritos are like corn chips that taste like tacos yeah yes they are so i have no idea what you're talking about oh it's spelled uh f-r-i-t-o-u it's it, it's kind of weird Fritos. i think it might be i think it might be <laughs> canada exclusive i don't know i mean yeah we'll find out i've, I've never heard of it in the u.s <sighs> Mm. Yeah, the, the coleslaw is—it's eh, pretty good. Mediocre, you know, I, but not bad. It's funny. So there's a there's a local burger shop. Um, by the way, Pan's also here too. Good night. Hey, hey Pan. Hi. How you doing? I'm all right. <laughs> we haven't forgot. <laughs> we value Pan. Um, there's a local burger shop called Some Burger, like S U M. Uh, so it's like, oh, that's some burger, and they're, they've been around since the '50s. So they're they actually used to be like one of the old like roller skate uh, burger joints, like where the waitresses came up on roller skates. Um, <laughs> they don't do that anymore, but you still uh, order by sitting down, and there's a phone attached to your booth, and you still order through a phone. Oh, that that, kind of stuff. yeah, so I, I saw one of those awesome. when I lived in Illinois. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like an old-timey thing. They have the best coleslaw, except one time I went there, I kid you not, it tasted like how bleach smells. I've never tasted bleach, (gasps) but it tasted like how bleach smells. And I was like, never again. Even though it's the best coleslaw, usually, for whatever reason, that, that day, it just ruined it. And I've ate it again since but like i don't know what it was <laughs> i got a bad batch or something it was terrible maybe they actually um, left it out in the sun or something i don't know coleslaw gets pretty bad like real quick and easy yeah uh it was high school when that happened so it's been a, quite a while uh, mm-hmm. so uh yeah go ahead so oh, they, they must have forgot to like rinse the rinse out the like coleslaw bowl after they cleaned it yeah that might be it uh yeah it sounds like it actually i really miss that place covid since covid's happened i used to eat that like that place once a week and now since covid stuff i've had it once i think so i need i need to go back but uh anywho um yeah we're gonna talk about roguelikes tonight and i must apologize uh, to the listeners beforehand, there's going to be a lot of bad audio on, on my end because there is no air conditioning in the house and it is like upper 80s, early 90s. And so I'm in a hot room recording with a fan on and both my windows open. So you're going to hear cars, you're going to hear crickets, you're going to hear probably dogs. It's just going to be terrible. I'm sorry. 
It's going to be great background noise, you know. It's going to add a little bit of nuance to the audio, we, you know. We need, to, we need to just get, like, a background track of, like, crickets and dogs at your parents' place. And that can just be, like, our background <laughs> ambiance layered behind our voices. Well, yeah. well, I have heard people say that they actually like the crickets when it happens. Like, so last summer this happened, too, uh, once. And then people were like, I actually like the crickets. And I'm like, huh. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some roguelikes tonight. Um, we all have a decent amount of them. I think I ended up with the most at eight, with two to mention. To get, was we already talked about them, so two honorable mentions. Uh, Morg, you said you had four or five. Roughly about that. Okay, and Pan, you're um, three I, or four. I have three that I have a lot of experience playing. And I have one that I would okay. honorably mention. Okay. Some of these, uh, yeah, I mean, one of these I don't have a ton of experience playing, but I've watched a lot of playthroughs on because I like it. I'm just terrible at the game. So we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so let's, uh, let's get into defining what we're, like, exactly going to be defining as a roguelike. Um, Pan, how about you start us off on this one? I normally define these. I think this is pretty right. dry, though. Okay, so to me, a roguelike, um, well, they're called roguelikes because they're like the game rogue. I've never played the game rogue, so I don't know how they are like the game rogue. I'm sorry. Uh, multiple runs, permadeath is essentially... Okay. Alright, yeah, so you got a character, you're, you got a character, you're on an adventure, character dies, uh... And then that's very sad, and you lose some amount of progress, and then stuff is given to the next character that they inherit from the old character. Or there's stats or something like that. Like, you get some benefit from the how well yeah. you did as the old character. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I would say that uh, one, one caveat I have to that is that maybe... Um, the game is designed for multiple runs as well. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and it's yeah. designed, you're, you're not supposed to do it the first time through, because if you can, that's... Right. Dumb luck, or you're... Or you're some crazy, guy. stupid speedrunner. Oh, right. yeah. <gasps> oh, I just realized. Oh, I have more games. Yay! Oh, oh God. I more to my list. <laughs> just because of those <laughs> defining factors. Oh, yes, excellent. Okay. Um, so roguelikes, they don't necessarily fit into, like, a, a larger genre a lot of the time. Most of them end up being sort of action, like, gen generic action or platformers. But, I mean, we have ones that are, like, arena shooters. We have ones that are, uh, strategy RPGs. Turn we have, RPGs. like, right, like, there's all sorts of crazy, uh, you know, crazy ones. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, I guess because you guys have about the same amount and I have a little bit more, I'll, I'll start us out and then we'll just sort of do a round robin and I'll clean up on my last couple and then we'll go, go from there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Um, so the first one I want to talk about is actually, uh, another game that is in early access. Uh, we played this on a side quest, uh, a while ago called Noita. Uh, by Nola Games uh, in 2019. Noita is uh, there is multiple runs um, 
Now, there isn't really anything passed down from this, so I don't know if it actually fits the roguelike because of that. That's the, the contention there, is there are multiple runs, and it is randomized for a run, and it's meant to do multiple runs, but you don't pass anything down. There's no progression between characters. So I don't know. <laughs> it's weird, because it's meant to have multiple runs, so you learn the game better, but, like, that's it. There's nothing passed down. Now, granted, this is in uh, development still, so they might do something like that, but, uh, so, yeah, wh where do we sit on that? Like, is that, does that qualify? Um, hang on, I am reading, uh, Noita has been called a rogue light instead of a rogue light. Like. So light with a T instead of All a All right. So I we would say it still counts. I'm on I'm on the roguelike the Wikipedia page. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So it's like a roguelike? God, there is there is a yeah, <laughs> basically. Um there is a I'm on the roguelike Wikipedia page. Apparently there's a lot of like complaining and arguing back and forth about the strict definition of roguelikes. Yes, there Yay. is. That that has always been a thing. We're we're gonna make a lot of people very very angry with this episode. Apparently, <laughs> I can't. Well, anyways, I'll gloss over that one because um, even by what we just said, it doesn't qualify because you don't pass anything down. Um, yeah. So yeah, Noita is off. Um, if you want to know about it, go check out our side quest. Shameless plug. Anyways, <laughs> I'll start off with a different one then. How about that? Um, uh, this one is called uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Uh, oh, I know that is anyone... one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is the one I probably played the least. Uh, it was made by Brace Yourself Games and Blitworks in 2015. Um, I don't know if Blitworks came afterwards or co-developed or what, whatever. It's hard to see sometimes from that stuff. But um, anyways, Crypt of the Necrodancer is a roguelike where uh, you can pick a bunch of different characters and you do runs through a dungeon to get you get coins to actually get better items in the dungeon as you go but is it a it is a beat game it is a as a rhythm game where you have to move to the beat uh this game is very difficult i own it on switch and pc and i've played it on both but i have only ever beat the first um boss on both i, I haven't ever got further um, for something about the forest level, just like the beat, just like, I can't, I can't click with that beat. <laughs> it's too hard. So I, I have been super curious about the Crypt of the Necrodancer Zelda version, just cause I like Zelda yes. stuff. Yes. And I, on, on one hand, I really want to get it, but on the other hand, I know that I'm very shit at rhythm games. <laughs> so I'd probably play it for yeah. like 20 minutes and then get sad. <laughs> That's that's how I felt about this game. Like I I put, you know what I can check, but uh, I put quite a bit of time into it, and I still felt like I never got a lot of <laughs> like got a lot of uh, progress out of it. Um, and it's not because I didn't like it. It's just like I'm not that good. Um, yeah, I played a total of three hours. Uh, is what it says Ooh. on the PC version. And I quite enjoy it. I just, like, I just can't... 
I just can't. Like, there's certain bosses, because there's a boss on every floor that you have to kill to get to the next level. And you have to run into them to the beat to, to, to hurt them. But then they'll, they'll attack you on a different beat. So not only are you having to move to the beat, you also have to deal with however at, you know many monsters are on the screen coming at you and different attack patterns. Remember those patterns and remember when to dodge and when to attack and stuff. Uh, they're like the dragon. If there's a red dragon, forget it. I'm done. I can't. I can't figure that one out. Like I know that it's like and every other thing is like safe to hit dodge, safe to hit dodge, safe to hit dodge. But like for some reason, my brain in the sort of panic that it gets into just can't keep up that rhythm. And it's like even though it's a simple one, it's it's pretty. It's, uh, I don't know. It, it's difficult. It's very difficult. And I don't have it on a hard difficulty. <laughs> so that's why I have watched playthroughs of this one. Of course, they're all, like, super complicated. And I'm like, I don't even understand. I've played this game, and I don't understand what's going on. So, uh... It looks like a fun game. I'm just really bad at beat and rhythm games. I have no sense of rhythm. Much to my husband's mm -hmm. dismay and his desire to play rock band with me. The only thing I was good at in rock band was the singing. That's it. Apparently I can sing, which I won't do. Don't try Don't ask. We'll try sometime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, Morg, you and I are supposed to be working on that parody. What happened? Yes, we are. Uh... <laughs> I need to find uh, the karaoke uh, equivalent to, um, uh, what is it? Uh, it's I'm Rule of I don't like right? your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah it's Hey, hey You. Hey, hey, yeah. yeah. Yes, we still need to do that. So. Eventually is the, is the tag. If I can find a karaoke <laughs> equivalent to it, and then, uh, yeah, then we just get the lyrics down, and then I've just got to find a way to. Uh, oh, yeah, we need to modify the lyrics. The lyrics are like third gen stuff for Monster Hunter. So like people aren't going to know when I say, hey, you, I don't like your armor. Curry Pecco isn't good enough or something like that. Like, yeah, no one, no one's going to no know Curry Pecco anymore. <laughs> no, nobody's using that. Nobody's using Barroth armor. <clears throat> I mean, I was in World. Barroth was in World. Yes, I know. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, you know what I'm thinking? Oh. Wait, no. Terra Show. No, they're all world. Tour is great. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> that is Crypto the Necker Dancer, the the roguelike rhythm game. Um, so, uh, Morg, what what is that? One is one of the ones on your list. Okay, we might as well get the elephant out of the room, or mm -hmm. address the elephant in the room. Getting it out is going to be even harder still. And uh, what what better way to start off with a hard game? Uh, then uh, talking about uh, Demon's Souls or even Dark Souls. Those are uh, what? technically what? by those definitions what? Oh, uh, yeah. roguelikes. What? Damn, I didn't think of that. Yep. Multiple runs, you die a lot, and uh, there is stuff for you to uh, collect from your uh, dead corpse. Yep. Um, yeah. I think it fits uh, pretty much don't... all the categories for, yep. a, uh, for yep. a roguelike. I'm confused. I'm legit confused by this. Like... But you don't have another character. It's the same character. Neither is Isaac in Binding of Isaac. 
Or uh, that headless guy in... Um, what was that one game I was going to put on the list? Oh, wait, yeah. We'll Dead talk Cells. About that one. Yeah, Dead Cells. That one's also considered the, a roguelike. The one I don't like, yeah. Oh, oh, you didn't like it? <laughs> That's too bad. No. <laughs> right, yeah, so Dark Souls. Fun game. Uh, really Souls. fun RPG. My husband is constantly confused as to why I don't play more of it. Because it's it, hard. It, it, well, it ticks all the like boxes of, of things I want in my RPGs. <laughs> so, so what does hold you back? Is it just I just too I don't know. Consuming? I just never feel like playing it. Also, my computer doesn't want to talk to my Xbox controller. Oh, that's so. There's a lot of reasons. Yeah they they started they started arguing and living apart about a year ago. No, two years ago. And, uh, <laughs> complete. There's been a complete and total breakdown of communication between them, and I've just given up on them ever having a relationship again. Wow! These, these, wow! These, that was uh... these friend organized relationships. They never really are meant to last. I mean, yeah. What what was that one? Uh, Jane Austen. I think she made uh, a couple of books. Uh, what was it? One of them was Emma. I think that was uh, one where she was trying to set uh, her friend up with um, uh, the pastor. Um, yeah. I I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not into chick books. I'm sorry, man. Yep. Sorry. Nope. <laughs> never mind. I, never mind that I brought it up. I had to watch it with my mama. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that's, that's part of why I don't. I, I'm not as into Dark Souls as I should be, is because uh, it, I feel like I got to play it with a controller, but my computer doesn't want to talk to my controller. That makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't imagine playing that without a controller. I I have nearly beaten Dark Souls one, as in I was on the final boss and said, "Fuck it, I'm done." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just um, got past the Tauros boss and like the the Tauros demon, which is like supposed to be like I think the second boss of the game, and then I was just like, "This is too hard. I can't beat it." Well, so it uh, it has the unfortunate thing of like it was far more popular than Monster Hunter, so everyone's like, "Oh yeah, uh, it's like it's like Monster Hunter." I'm like, no, 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 no. It's like. It's 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 loosely like Monster Hunter. There are big monsters in your third person. That's about it, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and you got to oh, watch them man. for like their like attack tells. Yeah, it's not, um, it's not. It's not like you're just jumping on top of the monster and just hitting it a couple of times. And, oh, oh, wait. I would say it that is. I would put. If you were to to assign like a genre to them on top of like the attack tells, it's like I would make Monster Hunter the action movie equivalent with like Dark Souls being the horror movie equivalent of like, <laughs> like yeah, pretty jump, much jump scares, unexpected things. Like, eh, there's there's so many like Monster Hunter has like uh, what I would like to call a fair difficulty, where it's like, hey, everything that's happening is hap- if you're getting hit, it's kind of your fault. In Dark Souls, you're getting hit because you weren't cautious enough or you didn't know that there was a monster around that corner unless you immediately dodge backwards after every doorway you walk into. <laughs> yeah. And then there's that time where if you dodge backwards, you fall down a cliff anyways because they designed it that way because they're trying to trick you. It's like they're purposely trying to hurt you in this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've always yeah. said that I, I most of the time I like Dark Souls, but I like Demon Souls, its predecessor, a lot more, um, a, a lot based on mechanics and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. 
And that one, I would say, is even more of a roguelike because you you actually progress paths. There's like actually five paths, and you progress a path every time you beat a boss. So it's like when you die, you can like go to a checkpoint. Like you, what you unlock is essentially checkpoints and gear and that kind of stuff. So it's it's actually kind of cool in in that sense. You know, I, I the more we talk about it, the more I realize that yeah, it probably is a roguelike. It just very different, very different uh, uh, from what we have on a lot of this list. I had the big brain things. moment and the big peepee moment. <laughs> the man, the legend. Mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's got into him tonight? The chicken? I don't know. The oh, chicken's so good. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I would say it's the heat, but that's me. That's what I'm dealing with. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Pan, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's up for you? What's your first one? Um, let's talk about Darkest Dungeon. Okay. So this is, I was playing uh, this lately too. Yeah. Mm, so, um, yes. I got this, uh, last week as a birthday present from one of my friends. And, uh, that's basically what I've been doing since last week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wow, I, you must be a lot farther than I am. I'm like week six right now. Oh God, no, no, I'm like I think I'm like week twelve or thirteen or so. I forget. I did abandon a whole bunch of runs uh, early on because like my guys kept getting too stressed out. Oh yeah, I had to abandon actually yeah, a couple of a couple of my first Hamlets, but um. And, yeah, I feel, I, I was, like, telling my friends the other night, I'm like, oh my god, Darkest Dungeon's so awesome, I gotta thank Robert again for getting this for me, because it's awesome. And everybody's like, yeah, we know. We've been playing it for a while. <laughs> yeah, this is, the, I've talked about this game a couple times, because I actually own it on Steam, I own it on good old games, so I own it twice on PC. I own it on PS4, and I own it on Switch. So, like... I own this game a lot of places, and I have put a lot of time into it on all of them, including Steam and GOG, and both of which have, like, I have yet to actually finish, like, an actual playthrough yet. Um, it's just that difficult. Well. I just can't. <laughs> for the, like, one mm -hmm. or two listeners we have that haven't heard of this game, it is a roguelike. It's a turn-based RPG where you are yeah. you are mm -hmm. the inheritor of this basically this haunted estate that is filled with eldritch abominations and it is your duty oh, yeah. to clear out the estate and purge the evil from your family lands so you do this by hiring adventurers that wander that wander into the town outside your estate and convincing them to go down into the dungeon and loot the dungeons and kill monsters etc now, there's all kinds of weird and messed up shit they're going to see down there, and they get stressed out from seeing that stuff. And uh, the more stress builds, the more you got to de-stress them in between uh, in between dungeon runs. And if they get too stressed out, they'll like freak out in the middle of a run and start like attacking people, or not do anything, or like they'll mm -hmm. just curl up in, into a ball and let monsters eat them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Mental health is a health bar. In this, as well as physical health. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, now, Pan, um, have you 
what what version are you playing? Are you playing normal mode or are you playing bright mode? I'm playing bright mode. Uh, once I conquer bright mode, Same I'll here. play normal mode. Oh, you okay. gotta play with the corpses. I oh, will. Oh yeah. Don't worry. No, the cor the the corpses are are there by default. I don't oh. know if you changed that or not. No, I, I didn't. Um, I think you can take them off. Oh, you can turn corpses off. Interesting. That's dumb. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you can. That so that was um um when you talked about how much you you loved it, Pan. I linked that very long documentary. There's actually a section in it where um the corpses didn't used to be a thing in the game. Uh, oh. while it was in its early access and they were like well so many people are just sort of like like there's these so many like good strategies that sort of break the game but we still want the game to be difficult because of the theme and the setting and all the kind of thing so they turned the corpses on and uh the ratings of the game went from like like 100 yeah everyone loves this game it's the best game ever to like 30 percent. like people just like, oh my god that's such an overreaction. It is. It is. And and like I was actually playing before and after the corpses. And the corpses came in and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. Now I have to actually care about where things are." Yeah, no, again. I I love I love the idea that I have to like plot where I'm going to attack and who's going to attack which like section of the the enemy lineup. I love it. Um yeah, this this game is 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 really good in a lot of different aspects of like the theme, the setting, like the narrator's really good. Like <laughs> the narrator's actually um he's a guy that did some audio readings for um HP Lovecraft. HP Lovecraft. Books, yeah. yeah. I'm and not surprised. Actually, like, yeah, they they specifically got him. They're like, "Hey, uh would you do this?" and he's like, "Sure." And they're like, Heck yeah, because they're they're an indie dev, right? They're not like a bit. Mm -hmm. Red Hook isn't this huge uh, thing, so uh, they were like super excited to get this guy on. And then like, yeah, you need to watch the documentary at some point. It's it's I really will. cool to see like how this came together. I um, I intend to. It's just that when I'm not playing Darkest Dungeon, and as long as the kids asleep, my husband and I are watching Dragon Prince. So mm. I mean, yeah, that's that's yeah. fair. Uh, my yeah. only no is. My only criticism of the narrator is that he's not Vincent Price. But Vincent Price has been oh, dead okay. since 1993, so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that that was That's a problem with that with him, you know. Yeah. But that'd be that'd be so cool if like Vincent Price was narrating this. I bet you Peter O'Toole would do a pretty good job too. Yeah. Yeah, Peter O'Toole. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of good narrators out there. Um he was pretty good in Troy. I liked him. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like I feel like someone took like everything that I want out of like a spooky RPG, and uh, just just made Darkest Dungeon. Now, uh, you're you're like twelve weeks in, right? Have you have you oh. faced any of the bosses yet? Um. So, uh, I I was wandering through the ruins and I ran into the collector, and I think he's like a mini boss or something. I don't know. He was yes, he is. He was tough as shit. And just before He's the scary. podcast started, um, just before the podcast started, I actually did start a run to go kill the Necromancer's Apprentice in the Ruins. Okay. Like, cool. I'm playing the game super conservatively because I, I overreached on a few of my hamlets and I, like, all my guys got too stressed out to do any more missions and I didn't have any money. And I was just like, oh, well, fuck it. I'll just restart and try again. That we makes me feel... tell her about the one at the very end. 
I don't even know the one at the very end. I don't want to know. I, I don't want to know. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to get there not... and have it like bitch slap me now, in a surprise. Oh, you're there, gonna be surprised and it's gonna hurt. <laughs> there, there is some spoilers for the end game boss in that documentary, so maybe. I will, will warn you. Okay. Okay. Well, then and maybe I, I won't watch it for Morgan... a while. Let's let her yeah. read it first, and then she can watch a documentary. Because yeah, I, I want it to be a surprise. Because <laughs> what a shocker! I, I'm gonna I guess that it. it's the I... narrator, but whatever. I will not confirm or deny as as suspicious as that sounds. That is no, like that is very much like an H.P. Lovecraft story thing to do. Mm-hmm. Or he finds out that they're like descended from like the evil gibbering monsters in the basement because, of course, they are. That's also a thing in H.P. Lovecraft. Oh yeah, <laughs> he does do that a lot in his books, like where they're like descended from like these weird creatures, like uh, yep, or Wilbur, gorillas. Uh, yeah. What was yeah. his name? Wilbur Watley or something like that? Wilbur Watley? Who's like uh, a descendant of like uh, Yogg-Sothoth, I think it was. And he like tries to was... summon him into like the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there was the that guy. He, there was, um, yeah, the Dunwich Horror. Yeah, I think it was like Wilbur Watley. He was, he was a son of Yogg-Sothoth. There was the guy who like was doing genealogical research and found out that his grandfather married a gorilla. Yeah. And there was, there was another guy, um, who, like, the whole Shadow over Innsmouth thing, mm, uh, where he yeah. found out he was, like, descended of this, like, race of fish men that were trying to take over the world. The Deep Ones. Yes. yes. And, uh, then there's, God, there's, it's, it's a theme in his stories. There's a whole bunch of them. There's this one where, like, this guy finds out that his best friend's wife is, like, part of this evil warlock line and actually like the evil like ancestral warlock has just been reincarnating himself into his oldest child for centuries oh yeah i remember oh. that one i read that short story it was really freaky and yeah, yeah the guy ends up like dying and yeah he lost yeah and he was like the last of his line yeah that was a really good story i liked that one yeah well, i didn't yeah. like it but i liked it yeah hp lovecraft was like really really creeped out by the thought of racial mixing and like if you really think about it, it's it's not it's not like good, but if you just take it at face value as a creepy story, it's fun. Yeah, hmm. I, I'd rather take it for that and not xenophobia because yeah, know, yeah, no, he was he was like an insane, sense. crazy racist from the hills of like North Virginia or something. Yeah, yeah, self-educated. Okay, too. go to school, kids. Go to school. Don't be like Lovecraft. <laughs> Some creepy <laughs> old dude who's hiding in his house, you know, and is, you know, sickly and, you know, all freaked lived out. With, like, lived with his, and lived with his crazy aunts until he died of tuberculosis. Yeah. Go to school. It'll prevent tuberculosis. <laughs> oh 100% guaranteed, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Back on... Or spread it? Back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Back on topic. So yeah, uh, Darkest Dungeon. Darkest Dungeon. It's amazing. It's right. everything I want yep. out of a spooky roguelike RPG. Mm-hmm. Before we move on real quick, Pan, what is your favorite class so far? Um, I really like the, uh, God, I can't remember which class he is. He's one of the first two guys you get, and he's got, like, a pistol and a dagger. Oh, uh, Highwayman. Highwayman, yeah, because you know what? Grape Shot is the best attack in the game. I haven't found all the classes yet, but, uh, Grape Shot is the best. There is a DLC class, and I don't know if you got all the DLC. I don't. Um, I don't. 
you can tell me about it. Um, it's, um, it's the shield breaker, I think is what it's called. Um, I can actually look it up because if I go into darkest dungeon and then extras, I actually, yeah, the shield breaker. Um, so it's like, uh, think of like a desert themed, um, sort of like elite guard looking kind of thing of like, they have like a turban and like a, uh, a cutlass and, uh, like a spike shield. Oh, okay. Like, one of those like guys. Some yeah, royal yeah. guards. Yeah. I know what you're um, talking about. That class is amazing. Cause like they have stuff like they're, they're very, um, they're very, they have like a lot of snake themed moves and they can do a lot of poisoning stuff on top of like actually being a very good, like damaging unit. I was like, cool. This is nice. I, I love them a lot. I also like the Houndmaster guy. It's just that my Houndmaster keeps getting his ass kicked. And I'm like, I want to yeah. like you. I want to level you up. But you need to stop dying and you need to stop wigging out in the middle of dungeons. You just you just need to stop being a wuss. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. You just... <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're a bigger bitch than your dog. Knock it off. <laughs> I was going to say, a Houndmaster is pretty up there for me, too. Um but yeah, this this game is amazing. I do plan on eventually finishing like an actual complete run at some point and doing the DLC. There's two things of DLC. There's a horde mode DLC apparently also. Like I don't know how you would do that, but Yeah, I, I don't have any DLC. Uh my friend just bought me the base game. But uh I think in like another month or two, uh when my new job starts up, I'm going to definitely be buying the DLCs. Yeah, it's uh, the only one I've played is Crimson Court, and it's just another area to go to, as far as I know. And also includes vampirism. Oh my god! So get... Yay, yeah. vampires! I love those. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh... usually I very much hate vampires. I used to be very afraid of them as a kid, and now I just, as an adult, most of the time find them stupid. Aside from Blade. I love Blade. <laughs> you thought yeah, vampires were going to be a bigger deal than they were as a kid. <laughs> I feel like if yeah. I ever ran into a vampire in real life, I'd just be like, oh, how cliche. They couldn't have come up with something a little bit more interesting. Like, I don't know, some sort of an extraterrestrial or like a werewolf, you know, or even a, ooh, a were-boar or like a, ooh, um, that'd actually be really funny. Just like brainstorm ideas in front of the vampire. They're just like, can I eat you now? I'll be like, no, 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 give me a minute, give me a minute, give me a minute critique you uh oh a were komodo dragon now that's badass one bite from that and then you know you're toast you know just, <laughs> it's just a cooler idea you know i'm just saying you know there's better things than to be like you know i am a bat guy blah 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 no 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 there's there's, you, you, there's a link i'm trying to find for you there is a were bat in D D and a vampire <laughs> they're separate things they are they are. Uh, it's a lycanthrope bat person. Oh, that's so funny. There, as, as our, our good friend Hippo corrected me when I did my lycanthrope uh, ecology, they're actually called therianthropes, and lichens are just the um, werewolf part. Yeah, lichen. The, uh, all the other ones are. Go ahead. Go ahead. Lichen oh, is uh, is Latin for wolf. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So yeah, Therianthropes yeah, are lichen and an anthrope, all the other as ones. in referring to humans, yeah. Makes sense. Yep. Alright, um, so my next one, um, by Frozen Bite Games in 2017, uh, I don't know if it's on anything else, I only played it on Switch, 
was Has Been Heroes. Um, Morg, you may enjoy this game because it is a roguelike where it's pretty much plants versus zombies roguelike. Oh my yes. god. <laughs> I'm really going to love that. Oh man. <laughs> so what was what the you title again? Is, Sorry. Uh, has Been Heroes. So basically um, there are three princesses and one in each lane and they've been sort of kidnapped and you have to go save them. And you have three lanes of these like, or, no wait, you have to escort them to school. And, like, the oh, the stuff fuck. you have to fight them off to escort them to school is just insane. Like, bandits, monsters, all sorts of stuff. Zombies. Um, so what you do is it's, it, there's just like, uh, um, just like, uh, what, what am I trying to say? Plants vs. Zombies, there are lanes of monsters coming at you, but they all have, like, these different shields or whatnot. And your three characters do three different kinds of hits and combos. So if you match up their defense to the hit and you get like a zero, you actually stun them and you can actually do a bunch of dam damage to them. So you're actually switching between lanes constantly with your heroes, trying to oh. set up attacks for different lanes and stuff. It's actually really cool. Um, and what you end up unlocking for runs and stuff is items, just like in... Um, uh, so you're so in darkest. I, I don't think we touched on it too much. The the big thing that that is the legacy is the Hamlet. You know, upgrade the Hamlet and improve the stuff. And the characters that keep dying are just these nameless adventurers. You keep hiring and dying and <laughs> and and yeah. well, they're not na they're not nameless, but you know, there there's a slew of them. But in um, I named my Jester Hamill. I dressed him like the Joker. <laughs> I named him Hamill. Oh my god! Nice. Yes, Mark Hamill. I love it. My save does not have a jester yet. I, the, the, I don't know. The most out there class I've got so far is the probably the hellion and the uh, bounty hunter on. The jester Darkest. is really great against anything that can bleed. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, jester's good. Um, <laughs> so has been heroes is like. There's like an, a retired fighter, a retired rogue, and a retired mage, and they're like just trying to escort these princesses to school. It's actually kind of funny, but it is a pretty difficult game. Uh, I have tried to get back into it a couple times since. It just hasn't um, really, I don't know, I haven't really got into it. But I played it a lot when it first came out, or when I first got it on uh, Switch, like back in 2017. Uh, the game is really cool. It's a, a lot of different things, a lot of like different things to manage. It gets like really crazy, but we, you know, with Morg's high recommendation for Plants vs. Zombies in our spoopy spoopy games. Hey, um, it's spoopy. And actually, I ended up making a mistake in uh, one of my statements. Um, the plants, as opposed to the mushrooms, plants and versus zombies is spoopy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was gonna say. Well, no, I remember. Remember when I said that at nighttime the plants fall asleep? Well, they don't. They're just incredibly expensive by comparison to just using the shrooms. The shrooms are more economically sound because you don't get the sunlight coming in because it's nighttime and uh, sunflowers don't produce it fast enough. So you're relying on gotcha. the mushrooms to produce them much more quickly. But yeah, it's the mushrooms that fall asleep during the day and you have to give them coffee beans in order to be able to trigger their effects or their ability to be able to combat zombies during the daytime. Which kind of makes sense, because, you know, everybody knows what it is 
like moonlighting, right? You know, you can't function during the day, so you're like, oh, I need a coffee. So, thank yeah. you for the reminder, Mark, that uh, I was gonna have my husband get me a cup of coffee. I need a coffee. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, so here we are. I have a Dr. Pepper. My God, and Fort Juan, <laughs> you are so pure. I am like the filthiest piece of scum on the channel. Uh, uh, what? Drinking, Dr. Pepper smoking. is way worse than coffee. Yeah, dude. I was about to say, my dude. <laughs> my dude. Um. Dr. P- <laughs> this is probably going to kill me in 20 years. Like, <laughs> At the very I least sp- with coffee, I'm getting about the same amount of caffeine and, no sh- and almost no sugar. Oh man, I have so many vices. I drink, I smoke. Uh, we won't, we won't, uh, I won't ask about premarital sex, uh, but yeah, no, never mind. No. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, as I say, yeah, and I'm here with my 23 flavors and 39 grams of sugar. So there we go. <laughs> but it's only um, Dr. Pepper. No, but yeah. <laughs> I can't judge. I'm drinking honey whiskey. Ooh! Not only am I getting my good. sugar, and but I'm also getting my booze. Ooh, I do like Saskatoon Berry Moonshine. It's quite nice, really tasty stuff. Mm. So, uh, what's what's next? Who's who's next up? Morg. Morg. Okay, well, I suppose we could get into uh, Dead Cells, which is it is such a good. game. I didn't oh. list this because I didn't like it, but yeah, I agree, mm-hmm. it is one. Yeah, it's definitely. I've never heard of it. Let me see. You keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Okay, so the idea is that your character is already dead, and it Mm -hmm. gets infested with, like, some weird sort of, like, sentient spores. And um, so you're reincarnated, and you're trying to figure out um, uh, the backstory as to, like, why you were killed or executed, beheaded. And it has something yeah. to do with the king. And so uh, the idea is that you're trying to uh, seek vengeance on the king and, like, his uh, right-hand man, uh, who's, like, the big bodyguard that you have to deal with at some at some point at the very end. And so you have to work your way through all these dungeons, um, collecting um, various upgrades and weapons and cells right. that you would use in order to be able to give you extra bonuses. So, for example, you can get uh, abilities like Vampire, which uh, make it so that whenever you kill uh, an enemy unit, you get a little bit of health back. Um, then there's like um, other ones that uh, make it so that uh, whenever you roll, you you leave like these caltrops behind. And then there's other ones where if you do like a, a stomping slam attack, kind of like... Um, uh, well, this game's kind of got elements of, like, Ninja Gaiden in it, so, like, the the classic NES version where you can, like, jump across walls yeah. and, like, run... Anyways. This game looks... sounds so similar to Rogue Legacy. It, it, it kind of is like it, in a, in a sense. It's, it's very action-packed. You get a wide variety of weapons. There's, like, uh, bows, pistols, hammers, swords, whips. Uh, the Electro Whip is actually probably one of the best weapons in the game. You get kunai knives... Um, you can get fireballs. Um, the, the list of tools that you can get in this game is just endless. You can also get like a variety of traps as well. Like uh, you can get like uh, uh, these uh, turrets that can. Um, it's really weird. They look like a cro- like a like a scorpion or like a ballista, but it shoots like these uh, razor discs out of it. Um, you can yeah. get like a variety of like different types of grenades. Um, 
But the thing is... Yeah, is and that, they all have their own stats and everything, so you're yeah. constantly looking for better ones or buying better ones or crafting better ones. Mm -hmm. Or you can switch out the upgrades for some of the weapons that you already have and then, you know, adjust them however you like. But, um, yeah, you can die multiple times in the game and you do lose all your stuff um, when you do die, so it's always really important to be able to, like, um, uh, try and spend as much as you can on, um, really good, like, bonuses and weapon upgrades. And, like, well, the idea is, uh, when you find a weapon, you get the opportunity for it to be unlocked, and then you can yeah. have access to it at the very beginning. Yeah. But if you haven't encountered that weapon or if you haven't unlocked it using all of your cells, you're probably not going to you're 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 definitely not going to get it at the very start of the game. But um, as you play forward and you continue to progress in the game, there is the opportunity for things to go more your way, um, depending on how far you progress, um, as opposed to if you just start, started the game. Um Definitely a really good roguelike. Um, my brother beat the game, actually, uh, several times. He ended up getting, like, this really awesome hammer that if you charge up the the slam attack, it sends out this huge wave of fire, uh, like, a huge wall of fire at your opponents, and then it leaves trails of fire on the floor and then burns um, opponents. So he used that, and he basically was just able to cheese the big bad guy at the very end by setting up these uh, turrets that... Um, pretty much stun the, the bad guy, lock him in place, do bleed damage, uh, cover them in oh, oil, geez. set them on fire. So he's like doing massive amounts of damage. He's like throwing poison grenades. <laughs> he's just laughing his butt off. He's like, you can't touch me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you, uh, he, he's, he, he's good for cheesing games like this. Like he figures out the best ways to beat things. Love that kid. Hmm. Way better at games than I am. Makes me jealous. But yeah, I love it. I love watching his gameplay too. I, I didn't like... The reason why I didn't like this game is it felt very... Um, it felt like the runs didn't... like Sure, the layout and everything varied, but the runs felt very much the same. Like, they super do, similar yeah. between runs. So I got bored of it really quick. Like, mm -hmm. really, really quick. Um, so my first run, my very first one, was like a 10-hour run. Like, I actually got very oh, far wow. without dying. Uh, and then, like, the next subsequent one was, like, six and seven hours. So I was actually pretty decent at the game, but, like, every time I was like, I just did this. Like, it doesn't feel any different. Sure, I had a better head start because I unlocked more things, but, like, mm -hmm. I yeah. don't really... And, I, and the gameplay just wasn't grabbing me at the same time. Like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, I got ten hours into it, but it was just, like, it was something to play on my Switch at the time. You know what I mean? It was just, like, mm -hmm. I wasn't... I was playing it because I had the opportunity, not because I was into it. Like, I, I was just like, eh. Right, right. Yeah. Eh. So, yeah, like, I, I don't I don't suggest against this game. It just wasn't my favorite. And yeah. I... Oh, I actually forgot to mention. Here, wait one second. Was that, um, ultimately, you can take different routes... To like to head to the to the one area that you need to go to, but you have like multiple different entrance points. Like there are different, um, there are different levels and like level segments yeah. depending on which part of the dungeons uh, you go through first. So you can end up at the very end, but taking any number of routes, however you like, depending on which way you want to go. Um, 
And, uh, I think you can also, you also do get rewarded, um, at the end of it. Like, there's a there's, like, a couple of doors. If you can speed through, um, any number of, like, those dungeons, like, in, within a specified amount of time, you can get access to one of these loot, uh, these, uh, these treasure troves that are behind these, like, locked doors. Or, if you somehow manage to, like, say, I don't know, like, uh, kill a fixed number of enemies without taking any damage, um, from anything at all, then you yeah. could have access to, like, maybe another door. So, depending on how well you also do in the yep. runs, that will also give you incentive to, um, uh, to, to give you more, you know, like, to, uh, make you do, you know, <laughs> I'm tongue-tied, because I'm, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, but anyways, yeah, it, the better that you do, um, the better the rewards, so the more incentive for you to do better, so then that way you can, um, you know, if you're a completionist and you want to get all the big trophies and you want to get unlock all the upgrades and all the different weapons and, um, you know, the armor skins, and you can actually get really neat nifty armor skins too, which is really cool, um, you're going to want to be able to, like, play the shit out of the game and do a really good job of it, so then that way you can get all the best stuff at the very end. Um, yeah. Really, really... Uh, I, I mean, like, fun, I guess, would be subjective. So, but yeah, I mean, like, I really right. did enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, I'm glad someone did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intrigued by this game, mainly because it sounds very much like Rogue Legacy. I don't know. I never played Rogue Legacy. Did you like Rogue Legacy? I love Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy is the next one on my list. <laughs> then you will love that game. I think. Maybe. No problem. Uh, it's got flavor. It's got flavor for days. It looks so pretty. <laughs> I, I've been oh, looking yeah. at screenshots while you guys were talking. It's actually really quite an amazing game. I quite like it. Yeah, I mean, it, I just, I don't, it didn't, it didn't grab me. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's like, That's perfectly it was fun. colorful, it's flavorful. That's perfect. And there's no, nothing in it that it was just like, all right. I like it was the like, music uh, too, especially. The music's pretty good too. It was like popcorn to me. It was like, all right, this is light, fluffy, and I'm done. <laughs> and it's so full of pop. Sure. Because popcorn, pop, <laughs> you know, pops. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, so Pan, what's your next game? Rogue Legacy. Yay! Big okay. surprise cool. there. The game that is yeah, like Dead Cells. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, for Fort One's information, Rogue Legacy is something of a parody of the Castlevania Metroidvania uh, type game. Yeah. It's very well. It's very much a parody of Castlevania. Uh, but the story of it is that you are an individual who is on a quest to, like, restore the honor of your family by conquering all the monsters in this dungeon. This is a magical dungeon where, uh, like, every time you go into it, the map changes. Or, it, like, in-game, it says that this, this dungeon is magical and cursed, and the map changes every time. And the thing is, is that your entire your lineage, going back hundreds of generations, have all tried to conquer this dungeon. You think you're the one who's gonna do it. So... Mm. Uh, whenever you die in the dungeon, uh, your, uh, children inherit the money that you collected and any stat up, and they inherit the money you collected. And with that money, you can buy, like, different stat ups that are permanent for the rest of the run. 
you can like unlock new classes, uh, unlock new kinds of armor. New there's there's armor. There's oh yeah, and then there's also special runes you can put on your stuff that give you new abilities. So for example, mm-hmm. you can buy you can like find the blueprints for the vampire armor in the dungeon, and then mm. you want your ne- one of your descendants can then have the blacksmith make vampire armor. And then you have vampire armor on, and you gain health whenever you kill an enemy. Mm-hmm. And, uh... I, I have seen this game before. Okay. I have not played it. Yeah, uh, I think it's, it is just so much fun. Um, I'm usually not really all that into platformers, and this is very much a platforming kind of game. Uh, but... Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, not long after it came out, uh... My college roommates and I, all four of us, like, bought it, or maybe only two of us bought it, I don't know. I know I was one of the people who bought it. And we would just, uh, we would just all, like, take turns passing the controller around, playing it, and, like, when you die, you take a shot. So don't die. Mm. And, yeah, it it was just so much stupid fun playing it with, like, my old college roommates. Um, but there's, there's some really fun little jokes in there, like, the, uh, the barbarian class. Like, every class has a special ability. And the barbarian class, by the way, they have a little helmet they wear that looks exactly like the uh, the helmet that the Dovahkiin wears in Skyrim promotional material. Ah. Oh yeah, it's the Iron Helm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, and the uh, the barbarian's special ability is uh, they can they can roar and oh. knock back enemies. And so when you uh, yeah when you do the the barbarian roar. There's this little pop-up around your head that says "Fa Roduce." Mm. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Fa Roduce. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> and like the ninja special ability is that they can teleport a small distance, and when they teleport, they leave a log behind, and that is that is a joke from Naruto for those who aren't weebs. Hey, oh. I actually know that one. I I actually know that one because I've seen Naruto like first. Five seasons, I guess. The whatever was on Netflix. That is more Naruto than I have seen. That is more Naruto than I have seen. But yeah, so there's there's fun little jokes in there, and um, yeah, the the point of the game is to beat the four before like lords of the dungeon, so you can challenge the the king of the castle, and finally like fulfill the wish of your ancestors, whatever that was. Because like throughout the game, you like read journals of like the first adventurer. And try to figure out why your family is so obsessed with conquering this castle. I I swear to God, if he can like duplicate himself by just going Shadow Claw Johnson, and then all of a sudden just pew, 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 just a bunch of clones of him just come out of smoke. I'm I'm gonna flip. Nope. Okay, thank nope. God. So obviously it's 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 an ongoing thing that I'm not a big anime fan, but I feel very ashamed that I've watched more of that than Pan. <laughs> I have watched now, all of the child saga for it, all up to the point where like Sasuke leaves. Sasuke, yeah, I so want you to leave. I watched it all the way up until Sasuke, until the end of the Sasuke rescue arc, and then Ugh. I think we were gonna we were gonna skip a whole bunch and then start watching Shippuden, but I think we never got around to it, or we watched like one season of Naruto Shippuden. I've I've seen I've seen enough of Shippuden to you know. We were gonna watch the plot relevant parts of Shippuden, which is like ten episodes. I just I just went onto YouTube and was like, I'm sick of the filler. I'm just gonna uh, watch this. uh, Let me see. Uh, Naruto and Sasuke beat uh, Madara. Okay, yep, that sounds right. Yep. Okay, that sounds like the big bad guy at the very end, Madara Uchiha. 
He's actually pretty badass. Don't mess with him. I I watched it because there was a girl I liked that told me to watch it. Shrug. The, be- the very best of motivations. <laughs> oh my god. She'll probably be like twirling her hair going, Fortwan! Fortwan, Quinn! Fortwan, Chad! Would you like to watch the narrative? <laughs> It did not. It did not last for more than a month. (laughs) (laughs) That's wrong. So I I actually kept watching it after we were not talking, and just because I was like, "Ah, it's something to watch, I guess. I did not enjoy it though. (laughs) So, anyways, yeah, Rogue Legacy. Um, it's a it's a really great game. I've got a stupid amount of hours into it. Okay, it has been wish listed as we were talking. Is not on sale currently. So yeah, wait for it to go on sale. It goes on sale like all the time. Um, I've seen it go down to like five or six bucks. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of funny because both the Steam and the GOG summer sales are going on, and stuff's like a dollar in some cases. And I forgot I forgot to mention there is like one mechanic in this that is really awesome. I think. So, like, when you die, you get to pick which one of your three or four children. You can upgrade it to so you have, like, four children to pick from. You pick which one of your children inherits, like, everything, and they... they... Upgrade your fertility? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that actually what it is. familiar. <laughs> Great. Like another game it. we played. <laughs> um, oh, no, there's, like, another upgrade you can get where, like, you unlock the half-dragon class. And basically, mm-hmm. the flavor text when you unlock it is, someone's getting kinky... Ooh. <laughs> that's funny all right I love but it. uh one of the mechanics is so you choose one of your three children and like your your children are, are usually they're all different classes but it's like randomized classes there might be a genetic component to it i don't know um and then they all yeah. have different sort of traits that they have and there's traits like um they have peripheral artery disease which means that there's no pulse in their feet so they can walk across spikes without taking any damage um, oh yeah, or there's like okay. uh, they're dyslexic, so all text is like flipped around and backwards. No, oh. there's like colorblind. <laughs> there's colorblind where like everything is uh, in black and white. Nice. And Which isn't how colorblindness usually works, but yeah. yeah. And there's like there's like all kinds of different like mental disorders they can also like have. Uh, there's one where they're like they're afraid of chickens, so like. Like, in Castlevania games, you you break stuff and, like, a piece of chicken falls out and then you can eat it and you can have her health, right? Yeah. Okay, so if you inherit the... If, if, forget what it's called, but it's basically, like, fear of chickens. So if you get, like, a piece of yeah. chicken that falls out of the lamp, the chicken will run around and this roast chicken will start chasing you. Oh, no. Like, it's like a Looney Tunes <laughs> roast chicken running on, like, drumsticks. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Or like like OCD people recover mana from breaking everything in the room. Nice, I, I like how they turn it into like an actual mechanic. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's and like good. OCD is actually a super good mechanic to have if you're a wizard, because you can recover mana hmm. real easy. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Wish so, listed. Yeah, yeah, that's a mechanic I really like about Rogue Legacy. Um. So yeah, I put it in the the already discussed but massive chalice is a lot about fertility and having kids that can be certain classes but we discussed that in the strategy rpgs yeah um so i'm gonna i'm gonna go a different uh a different line with fertility and talk about children of morta 
as far as I know, this is a fairly recent game. Uh, it just came out in 2019 by Dead Mage Studios. Or I'll, I'm saying studios. It's just called Dead Mage. Um, this is a developer. Oh, I and remember Children looking War- into this. Yeah. This sounds very Sorry. familiar. It's, it's a decent game. Um, so what it is, is it's a roguelike where uh, you are playing a family. And the family is sort of like these protectors of the land. And you don't really see a lot of people from outside of the family, but there's like uh, each family member has their own like abilities and customizations. So the father is sort of like the shield bearing armor knight. Um, the mother doesn't play. Uh, she's sort of like a home caretaker and actually currently pregnant in the story as far as I played. So like, yeah, you can't <laughs> you can't play as her, but um, the oldest daughter is like an archer. Um, the young son is like a rogue that uses two daggers. Um, I got pretty far in this, and then I just like uh, on the switch, and I just sort of uh, I got kind of I don't know I got kind of bored of with it. I I tend to not finish a lot of roguelike games, um, like as far as like a full complete run. I get my you know fun with it and then i just sort of leave so like uh but it's actually kind of interesting because you do level up stuff and they all have these progression trees like in uh, diablo or some you know action rpg stuff where it's like hey here's a skill tree for for your character and there's certain nodes on the skill tree that actually increases benefits across the whole family so like the knight one he'll give everyone in the whole family more hp and like there's uh, faster run speed for the rogue uh, and stuff like that. More mana. Um, the youngest daughter, who's like 10 or 9 or something like that, is is a mage. And she's like... they like All the characters have like different personality. And you go on these runs to try to go through. And you actually try to like save people as you're going through. But basically, you're trying to stop this corruption. And... Once you stop it in all these, like, I think it's three different lands, uh, you sort of, like, set everything back to normal is the idea of the story, at least. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a fun game. I just, I didn't I didn't stick with it. I may go back and finish it, but I know it's currently archived on my Switch for other things right now. Hmm. Especially since the girls have been playing my games a lot. Holy cow. They play my Switch more than I do right now. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun game. It's fairly new. Um, it's top down. Uh, in case that bothers people, very very Zelda like in its combat, um, just with different abilities and stuff. It's I thought it was going to be an action RPG like Diablo. Uh, when I first got it, it, ended up very much being more so a roguelike. You don't get gear and that kind of stuff. But it's still fun. Um, I wouldn't give it the highest recommendations, but it, it's it's definitely cool and it's got a unique concept of you're playing a family and all the fa- family dynamics within that as well. Like I, I, there's actual like character dialogue between people and stuff and you, when you die quotations, you just sort of like go take a knee and they teleport you back before you're actually dead. Um, mm-hmm. So like you don't really die, but like you do you know lose that run or whatever. And if you can, there are side quests like you can get a dog, a family dog, to join the part of the the family if you save it in the wild. Um, and you some do some quests to help it get better and that kind of stuff. But like I know that if you don't do it, like you failed, that that isn't like an option available to you. 
So there's mm-hmm. some stuff like that. Like, I actually really, uh, <laughs> really enjoy it. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so not much to say on that one because I, I, again, I haven't played it too much. It's not like you guys haven't played it either. So, mm-hmm. but look into it. Uh, it's on Switch, and I know it's on PC. It's on sale right now. I do believe. Now, just to recap, what was the name of the game again? Village of... Children of Morta. Oh, Children of Morta. Okay. Yeah. That's why I let in with the whole fertility talk, because it's talking about children. I remember seeing some, like, teaser for this, like, a year or two ago, and thinking, like, I should should pick that up when it's out. Thank you for the reminder. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, okay. Uh, so, Morg, what's your next one? Okay, well, this one, uh, I don't know if this is even going to count as a roguelike, but you know what? Okay. <sighs> okay, I'm going to throw a pitch at you guys, okay? Here's how All it right. goes. I'm ready to hit the plate to dodge. Pokemon Nuzlocke. <sighs> so, okay, so that is a, a method of playing Pokemon turning it into roguelike. I wouldn't call Pokemon a roguelike. Yeah, I it's know. It's not designed with multiple <laughs> rounds in mind. Nope, that's true. Also that's that. Only, yeah, yep, yep, that's true. You're yeah. doing a single run. The, the whole idea is a single run, and if you make it or not. There's not any carryover between multiple runs. That's very yep, true, no. yep. Foul okay. ball, Morg. I know. Way off the plate. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so uh, let me see. We've covered Dark Souls. We covered uh, Dead Cells. Um, darn it. Uh, I don't think that by definition... Uh, mm-hmm. oh, wait. Maybe. Super Mario it's Brothers more... 3. Uh, on the NES. What? How is that a roguelike? Hmm. Now I'm stretching here. Uh, You're stretching uh, harder than my cat does. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, if if you were to ever, ever express a wild mage in 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 a a real life person, I think it's Morg. I think Morg is a wild mage. I'm stretching harder than a yoga instructor. Uh, let's see. If you don't have anything else, it's okay, man. <laughs> uh, here, wait, no, no, give me, give, give me a minute, give me a minute. Um, uh, no, no, wait, no, that doesn't count. Uh, it, come back to me in a minute. I'll, 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 I'll probably have something. Sure, Pan. What's your next one? <laughs> <laughs> FTL faster than light. Yes, uh, I didn't put it on here because I figured you were going to have it on here. Yeah, um, FTL Faster Than Light was the best five dollars I've ever spent in my life. Uh, FTL Faster Than Light is a game where you are, you have a spaceship. It's it's a top down strategy game. Uh, you have a spaceship, and you have like you. There's a war going on between the evil Rebel Alliance and your empire, and uh, you are trying to get these plans about the Rebel Alliance back to the empire. Before the rebels catch up with you, so you basically gotta you've got various encounters you gotta you have, and you run into all kinds of different aliens and maybe rogue scout ship like rebel scout ships and all kinds of stuff. 
There's all kinds of bullcrap you run into on your way getting back to Imperial Space. You upgrade your ship as you go along, you get more crewmates, uh, you have to do lots of space battles, and eventually you get back to Imperial Space to find that the Rebels have already invaded and you gotta fight their flagship. And that, that fight really sucks. Yeah. Now, it's still technically a roguelike because getting certain achievements in the game unlocks different uh, ships, some of which are just absolutely objectively better than the starting ship. Yeah. So I consider it a roguelike. Um, it's It's got some really interesting sort of sub-stories uh, in it that you run into as you're, you know, flying through space. And there's lots of different, like, neat strategies for how to win space battles that are just, it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like... I can never... Whatever the second... Uh, the second type of ship is, the Engi one... Oh, the Engi ship the, sucks! Yeah, I can't... I cannot get a run done with that. Uh, I just have... I have poured 70 hours into this game. Amateur. Nothing. I can't. I can't. Uh, let me see how many I hours I got in, in FDL. Hang on. Go ahead, keep talking. I was just saying, I, I put a... Uh, actually, it breaks it out, because uh, my Galaxy Launcher for GOG actually breaks it out uh, between both Steam and GOG and, and hours. So, 70 hours total, 42 on Steam, and 27 on GOG. Um, I actually... Uh, Pan, you talked about... You, you had a, a, a... I can't remember which game it was, but you started playing it right when you had your, your kid... And you were just sort of sitting there? Yeah, yeah. F actually, FTL... Well, I, I started replaying FTL right when I had my kid, but the other one was uh, Sunless Seas. That's the one. Um, FTL was that for me when I first had uh, my first kid. Uh, when I was sitting there with the bottle and, you know, the wife was away at work. Uh-huh. Uh, I would sit there <laughs> and I would just, like, click with one hand on FTL. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or something. Yeah, like, it's an easy game to play with only one hand available to you. Right. Especially because you can pause. My, my husband is laughing at me. We're talking in the context of, like, feeding babies, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of that. I did a lot of uh, bottle feeding. So have I. And it's not fun. No. Mm -mm. No. It's not. But yeah, I, I like FTL a lot. Uh, it's a, I have actually completed a run on this uh, with the beginning ship, the, the very first Type A or whatever. I, uh, that's the only one I've ever completed anything with. I, I'd have to I'd have one. to boot it up and look, but I've completed runs with most of the ships, except I've never unlocked the, the Crystal Beings ship. Because like that, the game, that is just so much like luck involved to unlock it. Oh, okay. I bet. <laughs> I barely unlocked anything. I think I unlocked another ship or two, and that's it. A couple, like, variations of the ships, but that's it. My favorite one is the Mantis ship, because uh, it, it comes with, like, a teleporter. So you just, like, teleport your two oh. Mantis guys over, kill their oxygen room, teleport off, and wait for them to suffocate. And then you get so much scrap out of it. That's uh, it's a pretty good strategy. <laughs> yeah, you get more, you get way more scrap if the ship is whole and intact when uh, when you go to get it. Oh. Hmm. I like it. Um, yeah, FTL, it's amazing. 
Um, Morg, have you have you found your thing, or am I going yes. on my next one? Nope, I've I've actually found two more, but I mean, like, I don't want to include one because I feel like Bloodborne is just kind of like a reiteration of Dark Souls in an Eldritch themed kind of like. Victorian era sort of thing. So yeah. I'm actually going... Yeah, yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about Torchlight. It's it's oh. kind of like a... Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a um, it's a dungeon crawler game. It's kind of similar in some sense to Diablo, but... Well, I mean, it is because it's yeah. the Diablo 2 devs when they broke off from Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there there is uh, permadeath in this game. So, uh, but... Um, that that is hardcore mode. So that that is a distinction that um, that we talked about with Book of Demons last mm-hmm. week, right? <laughs> yeah. Where the but, game isn't really meant for multiple runs, though. Well, I mean, it's the just thing like is, here's is like if you do die and it isn't the permadeath hardcore mode, um, you don't really have any of the stuff that you like that. Well, the stuff that you you lose when you die, it'll still be there waiting for you at whatever level of the dungeon there is. And then you can go back and try and grab it all again. Um, but, um, yeah, that's probably about as close as I can get to a uh, roguelike for now. Um, okay. <laughs> so okay, so I, I, have a prob- I have a problem with Torchlight being a roguelike because it's it, that's like saying hardcore Diablo is a ro- roguelike, which that's what it is, right? Torchlight is, Essentially, is, yeah. is a Diablo-esque game. And... Yeah, I don't. I don't see the roguelike stuff in that. But and and the problem with the with it is because it's not meant for multiple runs. When mm-hmm. you do a hardcore mode, it's meant to. It's more of like a, a a challenge. You lose that character, and there's zero progress. You have to start from scratch every time mm-hmm. you do a hardcore run. Yeah, and that's the point of it. So that there's no, um, there's no legacy to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I honestly, I think I might actually be tapped out as far as, like, uh, roguelikes are concerned, because I don't really play enough that's, of them. That's fine. Uh, you, yeah, we've Like I said, I'm going to have more than you guys, and I still have three more to talk about. Dear God. So, yeah. Um, but that's okay, Morg. No, and, and it helps define it, right? Because hardcore mode could sound like a roguelike uh, in a lot of games. It's like, oh yeah, it's permadeath, but it, it's permadeath is one facet of it. There's also the legacy part that passes down. Even though the character's dead, you still have an overall progress. You know what I mean? And Torchlight and all the other ARPGs with hardcore modes don't really do that. The, the, the permadeath is there. It's just not, it's not meant for multiple runs. Oh, damn. You know what I just realized? I could have just, I could have just been like, well, this is not technically a game, but you know what? What really fits this category? The entire Metal Gear Solid storyline. Just psh, boom, there you go. It's like got, it consists of a huge legacy have, of characters. Have, and, yeah, no, no, I, I have no idea, dude. Yeah, I have, just I would don't have even, no don't way even. to fact check that. I have never played a Metal Gear Solid aside from the training missions in <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 2. Honestly, <laughs> the storyline for all of it is just an absolute godforsaken mess. It is it if you don't if you don't understand even like, you know, just the hintest uh, of of any of the Metal Gear Solid stuff, just trying to figure out the lore, it's just an absolute crapshoot of a mess. Only the hardcore it, fans it, really it, understand it. <laughs> I have never been interested in the series because it, it is the most egregious offender of the thing I hate the most in games is, hey, here's a wondrous grand story in a video game that you watch instead of play. 
You know what I mean? Like, all the story happens between the play. I, and do, not. Yeah, I don't think no, you've ever played no. a David Cage game if you think Metal Gear Solid is the worst offender at that. <laughs> I have not, but I have watched Between Two Souls. I saw Jesse Cox play that. Yeah, okay then. I feel like the biggest bait-and-switch game that I've ever played would probably be Dead or Alive right, Extreme yeah. 2, because all it is is it's just about a bunch of beach babes. There's no Dead or Alive being extreme, ooh, you know? It's just beach babes. But, I mean, it's it based is. off of the fighting game, is why. It's just the same It's the same characters from the... Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not going to defend that game. I don't play it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the reason why I say that, Pan, is it's the worst, because there's like a like regular 30 plus minute cutscenes, and i don't think i don't think a david cage game goes that long on the cutscenes. you do end up just playing a pressing a button here and there between them right some point i think but yeah i don't know oh wait yeah you're right you're right they're pretty bad like what were those uh... i remember liking between two souls but it wasn't really a game <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there's a there's a a list of games that were really really bad. I'm trying to remember. They were uh let me see. Uh Link the Forces of Evil. There's actually bad Legend of Zelda games that Oh yeah, were on... yeah, the CDIs. Yes. We all know. Yeah. We all want to forget oh, yeah. them. Nope, we're moving on. What's the next roguelike on the list? <laughs> Uh, so I have Risk of Rain 2. I have never played Risk of Rain 1, but Risk of Rain 2 is a, I would say a 3D survival kind of thing, uh, on top of being a roguelike. So you pick a character and they have different abilities and stuff, uh, like different ways to attack, but you're basically killing things, trying to get to a boss of a level and then move on to the next level. Um... The, the, uh, the actual like legacy part. So you have a run, right? And you get so far and you do so many levels and then you die and then you do another run. The legacy part is, uh, again, the unlock of the items, unlocks of different characters to use and that kind of stuff. Um, so like if you do a certain achievement, um, I can't remember what it is. It's like die three times, like fail three runs is, is the achievement. And then you get an item available called the teddy bear. And the teddy bear just has a straight up percent chance to negate all damage. So like, uh, and then like the items in this game are actually kind of cool because they stack. They're all, they're always like percent chances or some uh, value. And so you can get like 20 teddy bears and like take damage only 10% of the time. Uh, and that kind of thing. It's, it's really cool. Um, really Really, uh, the, the atmosphere is very, like, aloof and chill, but, like, it gets really intense when you get a lot of things on screen. Uh, I played this on Switch for a while. Uh, it came out on Switch, at least, in, t uh, 2019 by Hopu Games, H-O-P-O-O -O Games, and then Play Everywhere, also. They're the two developers, and, um, it's a fun game to sort of, like, hey, I'll do a couple runs and kind of be done with it. And come back to it later or to play with friends like i've had multiple hour runs um and there's some really cool like uh classes like there's a dude that like stores up a punch and he just flies through the air and punches something and um you can get like uh 
there's an item that says you do X percent more damage on the first hit. So you can actually one-shot bosses if you actually stack that item enough and store up your punch enough. And it's, it's like, there's a lot of different ways to, to like, sort of, like, try to do builds in the game and, and that kind of thing. But you're basically just trying to get these randomized items and you get money by killing things and spend, like, at vending machines almost to get the items. Uh, or, you know, they luckily drop from a boss um it's a very it's it's like fun for a couple runs game and then sort of put it down i played it for a good month or a month and a half solid both with friends and on my own um but yeah it's it's a rogue like in the sense that your legacy is items just like um some of the other games i've had on my list like has been heroes or that kind of thing uh, has anyone ever seen this or played it? I've never heard of this game. But no, it looks very nice. It looks pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's very chill when like when things aren't going on, but then it gets pretty atten- intense at times. Like when you have like there's an item that you can get that can also stack uh, that says, "Hey, there's an extra boss at the end of the level which would give you extra loot." So that's cool, but like when you have seven of them and you're fighting seven bosses, you're like, okay, maybe that was a little much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, I don't really have a ton to say about it. I played it for a little while. I did play it a lot, but like, it's it's fun. It's but it's a, it's a again, it's light. It's popcorn. It doesn't it, you you can't. I don't feel like you get a lot of depth into it unless you really get hooked into it. So. Again, it's sort of like my problem with this genre. It's like I like a lot of the different games, but I never really finish them. So, eh. <laughs> um, Pan, do you have any more? Since we're um, out I have more. I have my one honorable mention, but I'll wait to see if you uh, it's on your list. Sure. Um, so I only have two more, and then one honorable mention after that. I'll go ahead and say the honorable mention because we talked about it multiple times on this podcast, which is Into the Breach, which was the same people who did uh, FTL. Oh uh, yeah, uh, was their was their next game. Into the Breach is amazing strategy RPG runs that kind of stuff, and I like the idea of when you fail a run, you pick a pilot and they go back in time and try to do it better. I like that they kind of tie it into like, hey, I need to go back in time and not do what I just did to fail the run. So, <laughs> uh, and, you know, the pilots level up and that kind of stuff. So your progression is that pilot, essentially. Um, and their abilities since they leveled up. Um, and then also the unlock of different teams. Um, so my uh, one of my other ones is Slay the Spire. Uh, we did a side quest on this. That was my honorable uh, mention. Recently. Yeah, so Slay the Spire is uh, deck building roguelike where you go in and you take your deck and try to fight the different scenarios like in faster than light there's different scenarios different battles and then you're just trying to get through um a lot of different strategies with different characters um i have gotten pretty far like ascension 7 on every character now i I understand ascension 20 is the longest but i don't really care to go further this is probably the most complete i've done of any of these games um, aside from massive, well, massive challenge, I completed a run, but, uh, yeah, this is probably the most complete one because Slay the Spire, I've completed at least 20 something runs. Uh, and I did most of that on my switch. I did a couple on the computer. I basically got to the point where you can unlock ascensions on the computer and I kind of quit there. 
Because they had a new class called the Mystic, and I tried that out. So, uh, did you play the Mystic Pan? Well, okay. So, uh, my one of my husband's good friends has this on Steam, and uh, he shares libraries with mm-hmm. us. So, I technically have it. Um, uh, and my okay. I've, I've watched my husband play play it a decent amount, and I played maybe half an hour of it at one point. I was super intrigued. I am super like down to play it. But my friend is, uh, he plays a lot of Steam, so I can only play it when he's not playing. Oh. Um, and I do mean to buy it at some point. I think I'd rather own it on Switch than on PC. So it's just a matter of me getting around to buying it on Switch at some point. But I've played it for about 30 minutes. I love it. I actually own a bunch of, like, deck building type games, like IRL games. So I love deck builders. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, that. so th- this um, game's my jam, but I just I just haven't gotten around to buying it yet. What is that one? There's a popular one called Carcassonne, right? Is it the, Car- that Carcassonne right? is not a deck builder, no. But Carcassonne is a popular oh. board game. Um, there is a pretty popular game called Dominion, and it's got like a billion expansions. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yes that that's the one. Yeah. So. Yeah, you could. That you same... buy markets and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. same friend that shares a Steam library with us, uh, he and my husband and I, we all used to have like a combined board game library of like hundreds of board games. Oh boy. We we actually divided up the collection at one point. Uh, that was right before my son was born, so that way we would have a place to put the crib. No, like that's how yeah. many board games we had. Um, so we divided up the collection. Uh, but at one point we owned every expansion to Dominion. And we were pretty happy that we owned everything Dominion. And then they made one more expansion and we just got pissed and we never bought it. And I think they've come out with two or three more since then. But I own... I actually didn't like that game. <laughs> oh, see, I love it. I love it. And there's a couple of there's a couple of expansions that are better than others. Mm. But yeah, we, we have most of the Dominion uh, expansions. So yeah, I, I really like Deck Builders. Uh, Slay the Spire, solid game. I just need to buy it someday. I was going to say the only, it's not a deck builder per se, the only like card slash board game that I've actually really got into and I love it is Munchkin, but I love it for all of its references and that kind of stuff. Like Yeah, we had at, uh, at, at peak, I think we had like 10 or 15 Munchkin expansions. I have four, <laughs> and that's I'm the one that has the most between my friends and I, so I normally bring it if we have like a board game night. Which hasn't happened because of, you know, COVID. Yep. But um, I really enjoy... Because they're super into board games. This is my friends up in Columbus that I go visit sometimes. Um, And, like, I don't... They're way into it more than I am. So all I have is Munchkin. And, like, um, they have a board game that I kickstarted, like, back in 2013. That was, like... It's called Mist, and I don't even know how to play it. No one knows how to play it. It's so complex that no one knows how to play it. I've watched oh two tutorials like four times, and I sunk like $200 in this thing because it was so cool because you got figures and stuff with it. It was supposed to be like a, almost like a and d esque board game where you actually had progression of characters and classes and stuff. It's also a card-building deck builder. You build your class's deck, and I just I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out how to set up the game even. <laughs> It's so so freaking complicated. I'm trying to find but, I'm trying to find the pictures of the board game collection that we took right before we broke it down. 
but uh, you, you can go ahead, go ahead, keep going. I'm I'm listening. Um, but but yeah, that was that was it for uh, Risk of Rain. Um, and my other one, um, I'm not a super big fan of this game, but it's a top-down bullet hell roguelike called Enter the Gungeon. Oh um, yeah, this I, this same friend keeps telling us to try that game. It's fun. Um, it takes a lot better execution than I have at Bullet Hell stuff. Uh, as much as I love Doom, which, you know, you could, at its hardest, call it a Bullet Hell, I'm more used to that kind of movement instead of a top-down movement where I have to worry about pits and that kind of stuff. Like, I'm okay with shooting things. I'm o- not really okay with the, the multifaceted dodging. <laughs> so, um, but... It's a fun game, and it has a co-op mode on Switch, um, so you can play two play- two players on the same TV. Um, even though the the co-op buddy is is reduced in power, it's kind of like the the little the, the the little sibling mode that a lot of games have is is sort of like the the way I would describe uh, Enter the Gungeon's co-op. But it's a fun game. Uh, it recently had a sequel or an expansion called Exit the Gungeon. Which is escape, like basically escape the gungeon or something like that. Um, that is either coming out or has recently come out. Um, looks really fun, and your progression again is unlocking items and that kind of stuff. So you get this special currency for killing bosses and that kind of stuff that unlocks more items you can find in your runs. And you have different classes that you can pick from the beginning. And yeah, I have got to the final boss a couple times for a for a run, but never actually beaten it and that's it <laughs> oh it's made by dodge roll in 2016 uh and forgot for slay the spires mega crit in 2017 um so yeah and then like i already mentioned my honorable mentions so what is your shout out pan my shout out was slay the spire oh that's ah. right you said that sorry <laughs> i forgot no big deal I found those pictures of my board game collection the night we broke it down. Ooh. Woo! That's a lot Ooh, of board that's games. A, that's picture that's one of three. Collection. That's one of three. Dear goodness, there's a Street Fighter board game? Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Here, let's take a look oh, at this. Oh, okay, so you have Munchkin Foo. I see it. Munchkin Booty? Pirates. Oh, oh pirate no, movie. you've got worst case scenario survival. Yeah, that game sucks. <laughs> oh, it's oh god, it's a, it is a bad game. I played it, and some of the answers are so nonsensical. By the way, so the table that you were seeing in those pictures, that table is five foot by five foot. Ooh. Yeah, that's like the okay. that's like the area of like just absolutely covered in board games. Yeah. And you still play D anD. d also, we don't wow. play board games as much as we used to, um, but yeah, we. Well, with the kid, I I understand this. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, we play D anD D, and yeah, this was the night when like my husband and and a, our friend we were like, okay, look, we got to turn the game room into the baby room, so it's time to divide the collection and send your portion of it off to your apartment because we kept it all at our place. Because we had a five foot by five foot table. Yeah, I uh, 
I got a uh, eight person table, eight person dining room table, and people were like, "Why do you need this?" It was like D and D, like, but it's a really nice table. I'm like, yeah, in case you know people actually want to come over and have dinner, which is what a dining room table's for. But it's really for D and D. Let me let me show you this one other picture. This is a picture from my husband's bachelor party, where uh, we played Arkham Horror with every expansion. Oh boy. Notice that the five foot by five foot table does not have space and we've added TV trays around the table. Hmm. Oh boy. I love your stunned silence. Oh yeah, boy. This is this is surprising. I have played this I have played this game with no expansion, so this is daunting. Yeah. It was a pain in the ass. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Is this I just yeah. It had to be magic... fit diagonally. It wouldn't fit. No. Like, it, yeah, it, it had fit to be put diagonally. I know. <laughs> it is still not all the way on. No, it's not. And like you see the TV tray just covered in stuff behind the table. Why does this look like the layout for like a Magic Gathering Commander like game, but for like? Hey, hey, are people? you making fun of Commander, the only format I play in Magic the Gathering? Uh, maybe just are a you... little bit. I, uh, but I mean, like this is ridiculous. Well, actually, I'm gonna be honest. I take Commander decks and I cannibalize them so I can make like really sick triple color decks. Sometimes double, but preferably triple. Triple's my favorite. But I mean, like this is. That's, uh... Yeah, that's... I cannibalize them for my Hydra collection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, my husband's bachelor party was, like, a three-day event, and this was, like, I think day two of the three-day event. Oh, my God. <laughs> because this is what this is what happened that day. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, this is also why I own a five-foot-by-five-foot table. <laughs> Um, my bachelor party was fairly tame, although, uh, my grandpa was there, and then when my grandpa left to go home, and my dad was there, it was just my dad and all my friends and me, and my dad was like, alright, it's not a bachelor party until I see some boobs, so someone turned on some porn on the Wii, and then, <laughs> yeah, that was awkward. Just that was super awkward. Just a string of words. Uh, so, oh, no, because all I had was a Wii. I was, like, <laughs> super poor when I first got married. So, like, we went on the, like, what was it, Opera browser on the Wii? Yeah, it was Opera. My brother, <laughs> my, my brother typed in ass. And then, like, hey, we saw porn. And my dad's like, yep, that's good. And we're like, Please okay, leave now. We're <laughs> gonna go back to playing Brawl. Cool. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> that's about the only good story out of my bachelor party. All the other stuff was just us playing games. It wasn't even really... I mean, there's like oh, me and five or six friends. Like, that was it. And of course, my dad and my grandpa came, too. Because, like, I'm a fairly tame person. So we wouldn't have done that if my dad had... <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Um. Well, I think... I covers it for roguelikes that we you know we played and that kind of stuff i think i think we all agree that darkest is probably our favorite out of that 
I don't think uh, absolutely. I don't think I have one that I like more. Well, I don't know. FTL is pretty yeah, far up I, there. Yeah, I'd say FTL. FTL is uh is a close second, but um, I think I do like Darkest Dungeon more. Yeah, same here. It's just it's it's got so many facets to it, and FTL I you die so you know die so much. Even though you can lose a village in in um, Darkest Dungeon, like you did a couple times on your first playthrough, it's recoverable a lot of time in Darkest Dungeon. Well, one of the ways so. that, that I've found to have more fun with FTL is just install a mod that slows the Rebel Fleet down. Oh, really? Yeah, it gives you, okay. it gives you more time to breathe, more time to explore, uh... And I and I know like I'm saying like yeah this it's you know the mode for wimps but there are tons of mods out there that just slow or turn off the rebel fleet and it's a lot more enjoyable that way. It's still hard. Oh, yeah. It's still hard as crap. Well, I mean that's why they put in the bright mode in Darkest Dungeon, right? It's still hard. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make it easy. They just like made it a little bit I don't know easier in some areas. Especially with events, there's actually more positive events in bright mode versus uh, the normal mode where most of the events in, in the Hamlet are just bad. Hey, hey there's a plague. Your your three of your dudes got got syphilis, which is a real thing in Darkest Dungeon. I just had to cure someone of syphilis today. You know what? You know what? I've got this uh, got this one character that's banned from the brothel because like that's you know a trait they can have. Yep. Where the hell did she get syphilis? You know, I got it from a monster. <laughs> oh god! That attacked me. Oh. So oh god. I don't know. I don't know how, because the attack animations aren't really that in depth. But I know that's exactly when they caught syphilis because it told me that's when they caught syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean. So, like, technically, if you get, like, syphilitic blood thrown in your eyes or something, you can get it that way, because it sure. goes in through mucous membranes. But it's really, it's just really weird to have that happen. But I guess, you know, fighting a monster, there, there's the, there's the out. Yeah, I, that's, that's how they got it. I, I, syphilis is, is it's funny, because, like, it's one of the diseases that I immediately cure. There's some some diseases that that you can kind of ignore because they don't really do too much bad things. But syphilis is like a fifty percent damage reduction. Oh, it's yeah, just like straight yeah. up like fifty percent of your damage is reduced. I'm like can't do that. Yeah, like oh, one of my my paladin. Yeah, my paladin got a disease that makes his ranged attacks worse. And I'm like, yeah. I don't even care. There's no, like, there's no ranged attack you can learn. I don't care. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not even possible. Um, I think I happened to... That happened to one of my melee classes as well. So they got the one that was like, hey, ranged attack does worse damage. I'm like, cool, don't care. You keep that disease. That's yours forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... Uh, we're going to, uh, next week, we're not going to do another, like, right games recommended. We're actually going to be talking about D&D. And, Yay! funny enough story, um, you know, Morg, you're in, you're in the, uh, Caloran sessions, and Pan, you're actually going to be joining us. So, Woo! all three of us are going to be in a game together. Um, so oh. yeah, that's amazing. I hope I can just live up to the, be a good DM, 
because it makes me nervous having people from the Gala King listening and on it because I'm like, oh gosh. I won't I'm judge not, you. Because I. In front I, of I, 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 full, I fully admit that as far as like actual DMing goes, I feel like I'm the weakest in the whole group because I have done it the least i have no idea as far as like often the only the only person that i really have much experience being dm'd by is uh jesse mm. yeah he did it pretty well yeah yeah he, he I, did it he did a pretty I was solid there job a couple weeks yeah i was there for was almost engaging. every session there was like one session that i missed but like every session almost every session he held i was there for yeah, the I, the one you missed was the one I was introduced, That's and right. Boof and I <laughs> pulled a scam to get a bunch of maple syrup, and it was amazing. That's right. I remember that now. And then, like, the next, like, three or four sessions that it lasted was trying to get over that scam and save Foof and I. Yeah. And then Christmas happened, and we just didn't feel like playing again after Christmas. Yep. That's basically what happened. Well, um, so yeah, I, I'm also going to try to get someone else on for the Gala King, you know, cause they're all D and D experts and, uh, yeah. Is there someone so we'll in mind? About D &D. Is there someone in mind or are you just trying to drag someone in? Uh, I was just trying to drag someone in. Hippo said he might be interested, but he's flaky I didn't as fuck. see anything past that. And I know he's not going to be listening <laughs> to this. Hippo, if you're still listening after an hour and 40 minutes, I am shocked. <laughs> but he's flaky as fuck for committing to games. That's true. I've never got got him to commit to anything that I've been involved in as far as like a game. So, all right. Well, uh, I think that's it for tonight, guys. So uh, thanks for listening. This is uh, Fort One at Hunters Hub Pod uh, on Twitter, and uh, you'll see me pumping out ecologies constantly now with the remastering and. Um, is now official. The next one is Owl Bears. Yeah, I, uh, I hate Owl Bears. Well, I'm I'm here to to make you think about them a little more. Yeah, and then I'm also <laughs> I've also got uh, I just did the Displacer Beast, um, which actually didn't do as well as I thought it would on Reddit. Yeah, me too. Like. I normally, like, I don't care about the upvotes and the down downvotes because, I mean, honestly, I do it because I want to do it, not because I care about the upvotes. But, like, my past three articles have all been doing very poorly. <laughs> I think people are tired of the ecologies. <laughs> no one can uh, predict the hive mind. Also, we, have, we no. have teenagers on Reddit right now. It's true. It's true. I do... I do type a lot more than one page which you know yeah most people don't like <laughs> uh, so morg where can we find you well you guys are always uh, able to find me on twitter and sometimes on twitch whenever i have time to be on there but half the time i'm working and pooped out building parks and developing new communities and the landscape company that i'm working with so yeah, I'm kind of busy, guys. I'm sorry. I, I, I'll i try and make time for you guys, but you guys know where you can find me on Twitter, at MorganHay3. I'll probably be posting stuff to try and cheer people up, keep them happy, you know, and maybe informed. I don't know. You can choose to ignore it if you want to, but, you know, I like good government. Anyways, yeah, you guys know where to find me. That's always. All right. And Pan. 
I'll be around on Discord, and I'll be in the uh, Pathfinder game on Tuesday. And I'm still always on yep. Reddit, too. Yep. I'm so glad we didn't get super political this time, because that was really nerve-wracking for me last time. <laughs> I still, need to, I still need to listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> it's about two hours in if you want to skip. Okay, okay. Um, it's a normal normal episode, but about two hours in, I, I, we start getting super political. And most people that listened were like, you're right on, 420. I'm like, I didn't expect that at all. I just expected to be hated. <laughs> <laughs> not like I was saying inflammatory things, too. I mean, I no. think we yeah. all pretty much agree <laughs> uh, of, of what's wrong and what's right, but like, uh, it's still, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Good night. Bye-bye.